I'm Athena Silver. I'm Anya River. And we are the Rebel Crow. Athena is a professional psychic medium and tarot reader, among other things. Anya is a tarot reader and an astrologer, among other things. We are so excited to invite you to check out our weekly podcast, where we have fun talking about magic, tarot, mythology, astrology, and everything witchy. Find us on YouTube and on all major podcasting platforms at the Rebel Crow Psychic Show. Um, we put out a podcast episode weekly. Um, you can find more information at rebelcrowpsychicshow.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebel Crow Psychic Show with your host, Athena Silver. Hi, guys. I'm Anya River. Tonight, we are going to get into a deep conversation about what it's like to be a medium out there in the real world with the regular people and what it's like to live like that on a daily basis and some of the cool stories that come with it and some of the really weird, strange stuff that happens too. So it's going to be really fun. (laughs) I'm going to be interviewing Athena tonight about being a medium. So I am very excited and I hope you all are too. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. It's me, Anya River, and I get to start tonight off. I'm so excited because we are going to interview Athena on her mediumship skills, what it means to be a medium, and what it's like to walk through the world as a medium. So, yeah, are you ready? I'm ready. You know, I'm out there (laughs) living that crazy life. So, to me, all of this stuff is normal. So, just bear with me. Don't judge me. I'm going to be really honest with you guys tonight and tell you about my firsthand experiences. But I get a lot of questions from people on my social media and on my my website all about what it's like to live this way. So we figured we'd talk about it tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, you have some really strong mediumship skills, you know, like um, being in the same family with you, I definitely have some of those skills, but not, not like you do. You know, so let's start off with this question. What is the difference between a medium, a channel, a psychic? You know, what's the difference and where's the overlap? All right. So there, a lot of these words are used interchangeably, not always correctly um, out there in the different communities. Um, Being a medium for me has always been a very uh, natural thing. It's just one of those gifts that was given to me. You know, that's the best way I could put it is we all come with spiritual gifts. It's just some of them are different from others, you know, just like people are all different from each other. So um, a lot of it comes down to the different spirits that you have around you and the ones you were born with, what your purpose and your destiny is. Um, With mediumship, it's more, it's, it's about being able to see the people who've crossed over and the, and the people that walk among us that are not seen with the naked eye, you know? Um, And you can see and experience that through different layers. So when it comes to channeling, channeling is making connections with those spirits. It's just, you're not seeing them. A lot of times you're feeling them and you're having the information kind of bridged over into your consciousness to bring the information through. So it's a little bit different than mediumship and how it's, you know, um, 
experienced Mm -hmm. Um, with mediumship. I know for me, I'm very clairvoyant. So it's like a second sight. So I'll, so I'll see with my regular eyes and then I'll have a layer over, which is the spiritual layer. Um, And I've trained many years to be able to, to use it, you know, the way that I do. So it's, for some people, it's natural. For some people, it's learned. For some people, it's a mixture of both. Um, when it comes to psychics, psychics are people that some of psychics are mediums. I'm a psychic medium myself. Um, some people are just psychic, which means they, they just have a knowing. Kind of like the movie Sh- The Shining, the little boy who could talk in his It's kind of like that. Um, so you might be somewhere and hear somebody's thoughts or hear a story or, or a song being sung or music being played. That's not really being played, you know? So it's, it's a different way to categorize the different spiritual gifts and how they're used and how they're experienced. Yeah, that was perfect. Beautiful explanation. Um, I can really uh, extra validate that being that I am a channel, you know, so I, I do get information. It's exactly how you describe it. Um, and, you know, sort of like, it's interesting how we all sort of have these different gifts and um, and some of them overlap and then some of them don't, you know, how do you feel about, how do you feel about people who, you know, um, are born into this and you were talking about how you, how you trained to develop these? Do you feel like most people can train to develop mediumship skills? Yes and no. Um, You have to have a base open, you know, opening within yourself, your personality and your energies, you have to be a certain kind of open, you know, if you are closed down, or you're scared or frightful about anything in your life, or you don't really know yourself that well, it's very hard to tap in and actually use these gifts because you're, you're standing in your own way. There's blockages mm-hmm. there that you have to overcome before you're able to really use those gifts properly. Um, I was born into this, but I also trained on top of it. So yeah, right. it took a lot of years of fine tuning and learning how to use my gift. You know, it, yeah. it, it used to be very harmful to me at one point in my life. Yeah. Um, knowing things and trying to find an, a scientific answer and a skeptical agnostic answer to something supernatural that I can't explain, you know, it, it really threw me for a loop for, for a while. You know, I was trying to not be spiritual because <laughs> it got too weird. <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of people out there who are born with gifts that have similar sentiment to their lives. You know, like I know, for myself too, you know, like I ran from a lot of things when I was young because, and a lot of people shut them down because it's just so intense. And, you know, especially if you don't have anybody to tell you, oh, that's this, you know, or. Yeah. So, so can you tell me some of your. I was lucky enough to have support in our family and a little bit of direction. Um, Even though I had that, I still feel like there was a lot of stuff I had to learn on my own. And I had to experience it in a certain way for it to have meaning, you know, and I also notice I walk a a few different paths that people in our family don't walk. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt like I was out there going in a direction that none of our people ever went in, you know, so 
I don't know, for me, like, I always want to know why, like, that's always where the question in my head is like, why do people do it the way they do this? Why do they believe this? Why do they experience things like this? I want to know why. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my training was trying to satisfy that question with a lot of these different experiences I was having since I was a kid. You know, I used to experience shadows of spirits. And when you're a kid, that looks like that's scary, you know. And of course, children talk about monsters under the bed, monsters in their closets. They're seeing spirits. They just don't have the framework and vocabulary and the understanding into what they're actually seeing. So, you know when you do have some of that, or when you are really open to other possibilities other than the monsters, you know, (laughs) um, it gives you a bit more freedom into learning and understanding more about yourself and more about your gift. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, that was one of my questions I wanted to ask you about childhood, you know, um, could you tell us a little bit about some of your stories? from when you were small and, you know, understanding or not understanding what was going on? Well, I noticed from a really young age, and I still do it, it's kind of a weird form of practice that I do for my mediumship. I'll watch TV, and I'll predict what's going to happen in, you know, in the episode or how it's going to end or what the twists and turns are in it. It drives my husband and family crazy. But <laughs> oh my so this is murderer right there. <laughs> and you're using your mediumship skills for this. So somebody's yes. dropping this info into you. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I call in my spirits when I'm watching TV sometimes. <laughs> They're just chilling with me, you know. They're always so with you, me. So you see it, like you see the ending. Yes. Like I'll this- I'll I'll see a clip of, of it happening, or I'll just get the knowing like that's go- that car's gonna crash, but and then boom, <laughs> it happens. Um, in the TV but, show, right? Like yeah, not in real the TV life. Show, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but watching it, it, it's, it's interactive and I'm able to sharpen my skills. I also sharpen my skills watching other people read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. I, I'll watch some of my mentors um, on some of their live uh, readings and I'll, you know, they'll just be going, doing their thing, reading, and I'll be writing down the impressions that I get like, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, the cat is sick or, you know, she's going to have money coming in or, you know, and then I'll watch for what they say and match it up with what I got. So I'm always doing, I'm always like flexing those muscles and trying to like play with it, like a puzzle to keep me interested. So, yeah. And it sort of feels like there could be multiple layers to that too, that technique. There is. Because if you're watching the medium doing their work, you could like drop in the mediumship, you know, gift on the medium and sort of get a clue into what they're thinking while they're thinking it as well as the situation outside of it so it's sort of like this like triple double layer triple layered thing which is really but I do it very respectfully I don't I don't interject I don't try to tell them what I'm getting Mm. I just simply keep it closed for myself just as a, a way to practice but every time I connect with them and I'm getting things, I'm also wishing good things for them in return for helping, you know, for letting them help me develop, I want to try to give something back in return in the way of good energy. Yeah, that brings up a really good point too. like, you know, how do you deal with privacy issues for people, you know, like, I would imagine that like people who know you who know you have these gifts, 
could be like, oh my God, can you see everything? I do. <laughs> you know? I'm just going to tell you point blank. I do. <laughs> and I am, I'm respectful enough to know people need privacy. So I won't, I'll act like I didn't even say it. I won't even bring it up. Wow. I'll let you tell me what you want to tell me. Because like, <laughs> I, I know that they didn't ask for this and neither did I. And there's a lot of times I see things that I can't unsee. And mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit hard for me because sometimes I'm just there to help as a friend. But I know that if I cross that barrier, that there's going to be some distrust there. And, and it's not fair to that person. And I don't want to make anybody feel any kind of way. So I really, I used to go and, and give people a lot more messages unsolicited. But nowadays, I just let people come to me. It's just better that way. When they need my help, I'm there to help. But I don't need to be all up in everybody's business. It's just, it's, it's people need privacy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. That's so and true. And I don't talk about what I see either. I right. take that to the grave, you know? Yeah. Does it affect you? Like, does that affect your body, you know, your it system, does. your aura, you know, like I know you have like massive, you know, I'm not asking anything personal or asking you to reveal any like certain but you must have like you must have like a massive amount of like cleansing and grounding that you have to do to to sort of you know do you think that there's any overlap or any um any kind of yeah overlap with m with empaths you know like specifically the empath gift I mean it almost feels like there might be something there well I'm also empathic Um, yeah, I have it and it's kind of detrimental to me because I I carry a lot of energy because I'm constantly bringing it all in. So I have to be really up on my cleansing and grounding game and protection game because of that amount of energy. So there are certain things like I can't wear certain colors at certain times of the year (laughs) because of the energy. (laughs) Um, there are certain things I can't do because of it, you know, and, um, it's with empaths, they're feeling and they're taking in and absorbing. They're like sponges with, with moisture. And so if you don't have a way to release all of that, that you're taking on, it could come become very detrimental for me. It, it has manifested in, um, two chronic pain conditions where I'm in pain 24 seven, but it's from, I feel like it's from having this gift and being such a strong empath and feeling everything and being sensitive to everything. Like I noticed that I heard a lot more during the full moon, Uh, all that extra gravitational pull and energy coming from the moon drives my pain crazy. You know, anybody who knows me personally knows, like I go off the grid (laughs) for like those three (laughs) days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And you're a trooper about it but I can only imagine, you know, I don't have the same kind of issues besides like, you know, I feel it. I feel the full moon, but like, well, people not like this that, idea, you know, like from like my life is like bewitched, you know, like that, show, <laughs> that old retro TV show, you know, like wiggling my nose and things happen, you know, but it's, there are a lot of good benefits, but there are some really bad drawbacks to having these gifts especially yeah. if you don't know how to manage it. If you've yeah, never learned how to, you know, how to relieve some of this, you know. And I wanted to, I wanted to make a quick point And then I want to ask you about what some of those benefits and drawbacks are. But, um, you know, I find that like, 
when you're called to do certain things, like I, I knew I was a channel like 10, 15 years ago. And I was hearing spirits when I was a little kid. And like, I was called 10 or 15 years ago to start doing channeling work. I didn't do it. And then my life blew up. And that's like, sort of like the thing where, you know, people think that these gifts, like you said, right. You know, like, you if you're being called and and you don't practice and you don't work at it and you don't you know there's things that can go massively chaotically wrong so it's yeah it's a a fine line to walk too because you don't want to just jump out there and start working you know with people or you know it's it's sort of hard to figure out where that right line is but like you know, you know, when you're called and if, if you don't answer, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> you right about answer. it dismantling your life. You your know, I've energy. had some of that happen to me. So I have some ways. Yeah. Yeah. But, so like, so for me, like the energy, like, because I, because I was parking the energy instead of letting it move, it yeah. just, it just like destroyed me, you know, and I yeah. ended up destroying myself for 10 years until I can get back on track. So yeah, so I I think that for me, some of that happened in the manifesting of the pain disorder that I have. Um, At the time, I, I was trying to be agnostic atheist, um, to try to justify all the weird stuff that was happening. And trying to find a way to, like, take it and dismantle it and discard it. And when I really knew in my heart of hearts that this was spirit and that this was my gift and that that I was being called and I really pushed it away hard. And that's when I started to get sick and it totally transformed my life. I was bedridden for about eight years. Like I barely left my house, you know, like I stopped talking to pretty much everybody in my life and I felt like I was dying and it was because I was not in control of myself and Now I know that my spirits, they were dismantling the old me to build up the new me. And a lot of things changed. Like there are certain foods I can't even eat anymore. You know, like what, when you come to have a strong calling, it becomes a lifestyle. They take every part of your life. You get to keep very little. So luckily I was able to keep my husband and my family, but <laughs> <laughs> everything that's else a, changed. You that's know. a big win. <laughs> it is. And I had that's to fight for win. them. But um, no, I mean, once I decided and said, all right, you guys want me to do work, show me what I need to do and I'll do it. And ever since I've been living in that way and taking the messages and doing what they want me to do and walking the path that I'm meant to, I'm finally gaining control over my situation and I'm able to like help people and also help myself, you know, and bring a lot of more positivity and healing into the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. So what kind of, what kind of spirits do you see on a regular basis? Like Give us some insight into the creepy, ghosty well, <laughs> facet of First of all, I see dead people, lots and lots of dead people. <laughs> um, I, there are certain places I actually can't go. Like going to places of like where there's been a lot of war and like suffering and painful stuff. Because when I get there, all I see are imprints of the issues and the, the events that happen over and over and over again. 
And then the spirits will start coming and showing me how they passed away and what they went through. And, you know, um, just it's darkness. And, and I help them as best I can for the ones that do actually want help. But Mm -hmm. it's hard because there's, I see land spirits, spirits that have been here before, you know, um, like the, the settlers came over, like the native spirits, especially like we're, we're in New York. Um, there are a lot of burials all around us that people don't realize, you know, yeah. and sacred land all around us. And so I'll, some, I'll see them when I'm out and about, if I'm in, if I'm in those areas, um, when I go to cemeteries, I've had some weird stuff happen at cemeteries. Can you tell us? Give yeah, us well, there was, fun. I told a story in, in one of our past episodes about um, seeing an older man and he helped me go to the right cemetery when I lost our relatives. <laughs> I couldn't oh. find their headstones and I went to like three different cemeteries. Give um, some details. Talk. Sure. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was, I had my grandmother, our grandmother, she passed away and I took it really hard and it was really hard for me. And I couldn't go back to see her where we buried her for about 10 years. And one day I just woke up and I was in the, you know, early on in the pandemic and something just told me like, you got to go see her. Like she kept popping up into my head. I kept seeing pictures of her. Like I was like, all right, fine. I'll go see her. Finally, I got there and went to see her and everything. And, um, I was on my way to the cemetery to see her and I went to this one cemetery and it wasn't there. I got there and I was walking around. I'm like this, I don't feel any of my family here. I don't feel like I know anybody here. Then I went to the second one again. I was wandered around. I'm like, I don't see anybody. I know. I don't feel anybody. I know. And I sat down and this older man walked past me and he was wearing like old fashioned clothes, you know, like he looked like he was from like the forties or fifties. And he walked, like he walked past me and walked back again. And he said, you're not in the right place. You need to go down the street. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I got in the car and I was, you know, and I pulled out and I I just looked down the way and there was no, like where to go see like where he was, you know, like I was just trying to just glance, be nosy, I guess. And there was nobody (laughs) there. Yeah. And then I felt a spirit with me the entire way from that cemetery to the right one. And as soon as I got through the gates at the right one, I felt the spirit leave me. It was the old man. (sighs) Um, I felt very calm, peaceful, like, like he was guiding me, you know? Yeah. And he knows everybody in the cemetery. He knows where everybody lives. (laughs) Yeah. And this brings up in a really important question that I have. Um, I think anyway, uh, has it changed your feeling about death or did you, you know, have you felt one way about death the entire time because of this gift? You know, you, you see what I'm saying, right? Like most people are very fearful of dying and, and just knowing what you know and seeing what you see, that's got to have some effect on how you feel about it the process. It does Share, profoundly. Share. Um, I do not fear death at all. If it's my day tomorrow, it's my day. I said, I am living a life that I am doing everything I ever wanted to do. So I'm trying to live it to the fullest, you know, till the wheels fall off, you know? (laughs) And, um, 
I've always been fascinated with death, even from a very young age. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to do like I went to hairdressing school. So I was thinking about being a hairdresser to dead people. Yes, um, I remember that vividly. <laughs> I thought about going to mortuary school as well. Yeah. And it's just like I experienced a lot of death around me at a young age. People very important to me died. And I just I was always curious to know, like, you know, Christianity says, oh, this happens when you pass. And in Islam, there's another story with Judaism. There's another story with pa- some pagan traditions. They all have different stories. And my thing was, who's right? Everybody says that they're right, but who's really right here? You know? Yeah. And it, and it really put me on the path of seeking out that answer, that, that why, you know? And it's from having this gift of mediumship and developing it such a way and talking with a lot of spirits about what's happened. They have painted me a pretty detailed picture about what happens when you pass away. And from what I can gather, you go home. Earth is not really our home. You know, our home is on the other side. That's where our souls belong. We're only here on earth to develop and and to bring out the characteristics and learn our lessons and develop our souls while we're down here on earth. Earth is like a school, you know? Yeah. And so when we cross over, it's like being home at a big family party. You just Mm. are with your people. You're with, you know, other souls that you met from other lifetimes that are part of your family. And I've had dreams of, of being over there. I've had certain spirits show me what it's like over there. And it feels like, you know, like Thanksgiving at your house with your family in the kitchen, everybody's, you know, sitting around a big table and talking and drinking and hanging out. It's very cool vibes over there. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. There's also other places that that are associated with the other side is not just one experience. There's a lot of different experiences. It's a lot of different parts of the afterlife. So it is very complex, but for the most part, you you're with your people again. So can you tell us about some of these other places that you've been told about or experienced yourself? Yeah. Um, One place that they told me about is called the life in review. And Mm -hmm. even in ancient Egyptian texts, they talk about, um, where you go and they balance your heart on the versus the feather to see if you were a good person or not. Well, mm. that's what the life and review is doing. They take you through every part of your life and they show you what you could have done, what you should have done, you know, um, what you did and what you didn't do. And it really helps you for every second of your life to understand, like, was I a good person? Did I live my life correctly? You know, or did I just take and hurt people and hurt myself? And, mm. you know, and, all of these lessons, it seems like it's here to teach us how to be ourselves, you know, and how to be powerful in our own, you know, in our own bodies, in our own souls, making decisions that are good for us, that are healthy for us, that are, you know, mindful of the other people who are having similar experiences, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, there's a lot that goes on over there. There's other parts where, you know, you go if you didn't learn your lesson or if you had a traumatic passing you know there's a certain area that you go to where they help you understand what happened and help you heal from that yeah I I I can 
validate this through my own work with past life regression therapy. Like everything that you're talking about is things that I've, things that I've encountered in that, in that training, you know, I don't have the direct experience that you do. So I really value the direct experience a lot more than, you know, than a training or, you know, whatever, but yeah, that's, that's incredible. It's incredible. And anytime that they have showed me the other side, it feels like pure love and acceptance Mm -hmm. and just harmony, you know, like it doesn't feel bad over there. There's, and I've come to realize there's something to fear because we've been over there before. We're just going back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I wanted to ask about that, but I was unsure if I should, you know, how you feel about the idea of reincarnation and, you know, whether we come back multiple oh, times. I mean, I do know the answer from you, but yes, we <laughs> do sure multiple times. Um, there's times yeah. when we have to go back and repeat the lessons that we were supposed to learn and didn't, you know, or we just screwed up the whole endeavor and had to leave early. You know, <laughs> it happens. Um, yeah. But all of these lifetimes are here to develop us so that we become a well-rounded soul. You know, we have to find enlightenment, but I've come to find out that enlightenment is really about you, you know, like you are the seat of God yourself, you know, so you've got to learn how to love that God that is yourself in order to be loved by God, if that makes sense. It does. That's powerful, powerful stuff. So, yeah. And that is why I do things that bring me joy and things that I don't bring me joy. I just don't do. <laughs> I don't <laughs> very have time quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, Athena, thank you so much. This is like one of our most powerful conversations and you know, I really feel like we should continue this, you know, this this sort of thread of of conversation because definitely. there's a lot of knowledge that I think, you know, that you have that we could um help a lot of people with you know well i chalk it up to asking the guides some really weird cosmic existential questions (laughs) um maybe next time i'll tell you what they told me about space (laughs) okay yeah i i i want to do a channeling session too so you know please if you're out there watching let us know what your questions are so that we can address them and and have a bigger discussion around this Definitely leave them in the comments on this video. We would love to answer your questions and do some follow up videos, maybe even reach out to you guys and talk to you guys directly. Um, But you know, I I really wanna, before we go, I really wanna impart that we all are spiritually gifted, that this is not just something that you can just, yeah, you just have, you know, yes, for some people that is the case, but you can develop, you can live a spiritual lifestyle, you can work on yourself, you can accept yourself for all the good and all the bad, and decide to make healthy decisions for yourself, and your gifts will come and open up when it's, when it's their time. But it's all about healing and love at the base of it, and acceptance of yourself. So, as long as you guys are doing that, you're on the right train, you know? Excellent, excellent advice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm Athena Silver. I'm a professional psychic medium and a tarot reader. If anybody would like to reach out to me for my services, my website is readingswithathenasilver.com. My YouTube is 
also reading with Athena Silver. My- <laughs> what about you, Anya? <laughs> so yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Anya River, A-N-J-A-R-I-V-E-R. And I am a past life regression hypnotherapist channel and tarot reader. And I am so excited to meet you all. <laughs> Definitely. Well, make sure you guys check back every Thursday on RebelCrowPsychicShow.com and on YouTube for another episode of our show. And we'll catch you guys back next time. Bye. Bye.